football. Kevin. Hello. All right. All right. Welcome to baseball. Base, so baseball. Oh, I mean, yo, come on. So baseball. So after baseball. So as you were saying, baseball is over. At yeah. least Major League Baseball is over. Yeah. We still got the Dominican League to to enjoy. But for the most part, baseball is over. And yeah, it's kicking into the hot stove league. But let's let's recap the World Series. Let's talk about the World Series. Uh, as I was saying, when we got disconnected, Philadelphia won the first game and the third game, if I recall correctly. You did. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. The first game, I would argue, was the best game of the World Series. A real fall classic. I, I could argue with you on that, but um, but we'll go with that for now. Um, so just to just a quick 30 second uh, synopsis for those who weren't paying attention. Um, game one was that six to five thriller in Houston in 10 innings at Philadelphia one game two Houston dominated Philly made it a game late, but, um, I think that was Framber's first start where Framber was getting nasty with some sticky stuff, perhaps. Then we had a rain out. Then we got to Philly. Philly crushed a bunch of homers. I think game three was the 7-0 game where Philly hit like four or five home runs. Game four was the Houston no-hitter, which was um, dull as hell. I didn't care about it. I I, I was really bored by that game. Game uh, Game five was the last game in Philly that we had hoped Philly would win just to, just to guarantee more baseball. Um, they lost that. So they went to Houston down three, two and Houston finished them off in game six um, with all kinds of storylines in that game. Um, what did you think of the world series overall and uh, which games really stood out to you? Well, I think overall, um, it was, it was decent. It was good. It had some really, really amazing games. Even the games that were one-sided had historical consequences to them. Mm. So um, you had, you know, and the first game, like you said, that was a great game. I think also game five um, was, was a really yeah. good linchpin because it was a bit of a nail biter Um and it was the key to the whole thing because whoever won that game would go up with three wins. And yeah. I think the Phillies really needed that more than the Astros did because they were going back to Houston. And, um, you know, um, so, you know, I think I think it it, it was interesting because at first the – I'd have to look, but I, I, I still think the Astros bullpen gave up so few runs. Yeah, um, no, they were because they the, were lights out. Um, yeah, because the runs that in the first game were kind of I think were all Verlander. He he gave those yeah. back. And um they gave up two late in our or yeah, yeah two, two late, late in game two. In game two. 
And so those are probably on the bullpen. Maybe the first one's on, on uh, um, Valdez. Right. But, but then, then after that, the Phillies only scored, you know, they scored all those homers off of uh, McCullers. Right. In game pitcher. three, the game where they hit all those homers, those were all off the starting pitcher. All off the starting pitcher. And then game four, they got no hits, so no runs. No runs. Yeah. Um, and then in game five, they scored the runs off of who? Verlander again? Um, they scored one early off of, uh, not Verlander, but um, uh, what's his name? Uh, I guess, yeah, Verlander, and then one later off of Montero. Yep. Okay. So, so shot. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, the bullpen was lights out for Houston. Yeah, which, which dominated had performance. been in the playoffs all throughout the playoffs, right? And I the mean, regular season, lowest bullpen yeah. ERA in the regular season. Yeah. So, so, so the Astros, the Astros did the amazing thing. They were the best team in the American League. Um, they were the best American League team in the playoffs. Uh, they pretty much dominated throughout. They only lost two games the whole time, and those were games one and three of the World Series. So their their low point of the whole playoffs time was when they got smacked for the five home runs. Yeah, Lance um, McCullers, which they say he was tipping his pitches somehow. Right. and, and But the other guy maybe on game two for the uh, Valdez was, uh, was tipping his pitches too with some special mm-hmm. news. But um, so – you know, overall, I think it was a it was a great World Series. It was a little weird. You had the number two team, if you go by records of the all the playoff teams, the number two team against the number twelve team. There were twelve teams in the playoffs. Mm. Uh, Astros had the second best record overall behind the Dodgers, and the Phillies had the uh, the least amount of regular season wins out of all the other teams. Mm. So, but once you get to that point in the World Series. You've already been kind of battle tested. I mean, the, yeah. the Phillies beat the Cardinals. The Phillies beat the Braves. The Phillies beat, sadly, the Padres. Um, and you know, there they were. They had nothing to lose. Um, yeah. You know, so well the Phillies did. They the Phillies used the same strategy that got them there in the World Series, and they had a lot of moments where they did exactly what they wanted to do, which was bring up their big bats with men on base. And whereas previously they had gotten hits and driven in those runs, um, their big, you know, their big boppers, if you will, did not exactly come through as clutch against the Astros as they did against the Padres. Right. They just, they just didn't, you know, even Bryce Harper makes outs. So it happens, you know, they had chances. They had three games at home. Uh, they could have won it all if they'd won all three of those games. They could have forced a game seven if they'd won two of those games. They only won one game at home. And so they set themselves up to go to Houston needing to win two. And they just couldn't pull it off. And they just kind of capitulated. I think the most... um kind of the most telling moment of that game six was when Kyle Schwarber tried to bunt with two strikes for a base hit. Um, It was just a desperation play. uh, Just sort of saying like the Phillies are so frustrated against Presley that they haven't hit him well all series. Uh, The Phillies just felt overmatched. And you've got your big guy up there, Schwarber, bunting with, uh, you know, only – two outs left in the season. So it's like, what the fuck are you doing? 
Yeah, it's um, that was weird because with his kind of bat, you know, you could take they were down three, I think, at the time, and you could erase one run on one swing, and then next guy needs to get on, and then you got the tying run at the plate. So a little bit weird, a little bit of frustration, desperation. Um, and I agree, that was like kind of the those once once they gave up the three runs on the homer yep their whole thing was kind of deflected. yeah the it, alvarez yeah alvarez homer was kind of a coffin nail yeah to they, say it. they just they just kind of at that point they they were facing a a, a two-run deficit against that bullpen and then yeah after, and they ran out they back. just generally ran out of magic like yeah you can only slug your way out so many times it's like a it's like yeah. a heavyweight fighter just kind of running out of juice, you know. You're just like, okay, I can't punch anymore or whatever. It's just that I'm done. Yeah. So, um, and it also the, the Phillies bullpen, you know, they, they just had a few guys that they were working with. Um, hmm. It wasn't endless. And it kind of, you know, maybe that came to get them there with the bringing in, you know, you can look at all different strategies and stuff that they could have done in that situation. But ultimately – yeah, it just it is what it is, and um, I don't want to say congrats to the Astros. I will say congrats to Dusty Baker. Um, you know, he he did some miracle work, I think, by coming into a really weird situation three years ago and um, survived the loss in the World Series as a manager again, and then was able to come back and right. Um, and he's only had, I believe, Dusty Baker's only had two teams that have won a hundred games or more in a season as a manager. Okay. And the first one was his first season that he managed. And the second one was this year, his currently latest season that he managed and he won a world series. I mean, as we've said, Dusty Baker is, comes down more on the, the uh players manager mm-hmm. um than the kind of tactical manager yeah and we we love him for that and um that that's all well and good um and he's had his he's had his uh kind of failures even in this world series he had some kind of questionable moves which we don't need to get into but the yeah. fact of the matter is he inherited um the kind of top of the line weaponry uh, as a player's manager he inherited so many top tier players that he didn't really have to um tactic tactical his way to wins um if he could just keep his uh guys clicking yeah they were going to win a world series uh, one of these years like there's just too much talent there yeah um to even somebody who makes the occasional bullpen blunder or whatever uh is not going to counteract what was just an unstoppable force in the, this current incarnation of the astros yeah i think well and i think he came in more as a uh um i don't want to say life coach but um yeah he came in in that kind of role. Like he had all this experience. He'd, he'd seen it all. He himself had had lots of 
trauma in his managerial career, you For know, sure. Bartman and uh, Russ Ortiz and, and uh, up to nothing on the Giants with the Reds. Um, you know, going home for three mm. games, you know, <laughs> all these things that, uh, amongst all the other, uh, chances with the nationals, you know, um, and so he, he was kind of the right fit for that situation to keep them moving and keep their heads up. Even yeah. if people are going at him. obviously they got a little lucky because they had the COVID year. So there was no real fans to go after them, but you know, there's a lot of pressures there and you, a, te- a lot of teams would fold under that. And I think he, he is a true players leader. Like the yeah. players respect him and they, they want to win for him almost. So um, it's a, it's, it's a rare, he's a rare type of manager. It, it's he's um, he's just, you know, he's, he's an individual as a human being. So yeah, that's, that's part of what makes him so special. And also at the same time, maybe makes some, you go, what, what, what was he doing there? You know, kind of stuff because, you know, when people have their own road that they're driving on, that's their own road, you know? So um, I'm going to read some, uh, I'm going to read some numbers to you. All right. Um, These are world series batting averages. Okay. Um, Alec Bohm. Six for 21. That's a 286 batting average. That's the best batting average for the Phillies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Schwarber 250. Brandon Marsh, 231. Bryce Harper, 200. JT Realmuto, 167. Jean, Gene Segura, 143. Castellanos, 125. Reese Hoskins, 120. Yeah. Bryson Stott, 000. Yeah. Was- so um, the Phillies' bats just went, I want to say, ice cold? Well, comparatively. Yeah. I mean, but, but it's, it's, it's interesting because you know, batting average is deceptive in a, in a short series, because if you get a key couple of hits here and there, it doesn't matter what you did the other time. So um, there's a bit of that. I would, I would love to see what their batting average was against the starting pitchers mm. <laughs> versus the, the thing, the rest of, the, I don't have uh, those splits. In no, no. I mean, yeah, I, I don't expect anyone to, but, but I do know it's interesting that um, if you go, Let's see. They scored. Uh, they scored eighteen runs, and the Astros scored. Uh, 18, the Astros scored twenty-two runs. Two, twenty-two runs. So, it the Phillies kind of did what they they did. They had bunches, right? Um, going back. Yeah, to, they had their bunches. Going they, back they to Dave. Probably wish they hadn't scored seven. Yeah, going back to Dave's theory of bunches, the yeah. Phillies should have saved some of those bunches from game three for game five or six. Yeah. And, but, but if you, if you recall the no hitting, the no hitter game four, right. Uh, the Astros also did their bunch. They, if you look at that line score, it's really weird. It's like there's mm. a five in the top of the fifth and then there's zeros all around. Yeah. And it just, no, they're like, yeah, they're a bunch. They're a bunchy bunch. Yeah. And so uh, it was, I mean, uh, that's, that's baseball, right? Especially, um, for a team that doesn't only score from the home run, yeah, you've got to get you know go you know first to third and in RBI and you know blah 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 like yeah. you know you got to you're not necessarily manufacturing runs but you're putting together like an old fashioned rally, a string of singles. 
Yeah, and, and, and the World Series as a whole was not a dog of a World Series. I mean, like you said, mm-hmm. game one, crazy, amazing, extra innings, uh, come back, and they, they win it, you know, uh, six unanswered runs. Uh, the second game had its own kind of thing. You know, the Phillies at any moment were still in it. They had their chances. Uh, then you got the, the blowout with the home runs early on that game. and But that was cool because it was like, oh, my God, that's a record they tied. Um, and they didn't use the beat on the drum because one of those teams they tied in the record was the 2017 Astros. Um, and then the, the no-hitter, which was... Um, boring. You know, it's, it was kind of boring, I agree. Um, uh, but at the same time, it's a no-hitter. It's, it's something special. Um, but I think that no-hitter just really kind of uh, spun the Phillies the wrong way and they never really recovered. Well, let's look at why the Phillies got no hit. I mean, what was their approach against Christian Javier? Like they came out, you know, they came into that game four with a two one lead in games facing Christian Javier, their number four starter. They had just like gone nut job on Lance McCullers. So what were the Phillies doing against Javier that led to them getting no hit. Were they taking a first pitch strike? Were they swinging at garbage mm. and try? You know, like what did the Phillies do to get no hit? I think that's where they might have let the series get away from them. Yeah, I um, I think they. Uh, let me just double check this, but I think they they struck out a fair number of times, right? Um, I would I would have to think so in a. I'm looking so far. They've struck. I'm just looking through the games. The first three games, they struck out 11 times in each game exactly. And they struck (laughs) out 14 times in game four. In in game four. Yeah. And then 12 times in game five. And um, 12 times in game. (laughs) So they're pretty consistent on their strikeouts, right? You only get, you only get 27 outs if you go nine innings, right? So. So in that game, Javier pitched through 97 pitches, 63 for strikes. Um, 40 of those strikes were from foul balls or balls put into play. Mm-hmm. Um, nine swing throughs, e.g. a swing and a miss. Yeah. 14 strikes looking. So, um, you know, for each of those strikeouts, let's say they had one strike that they were on average watching go by yeah so they were they were both fooled um by pitch deceptive pitches that they took and they also swung and miss at nine pitches just on javier that's not even counting the bullpen abreu's outing um he got seven swing throughs in one inning wow they were whiffing at abreu yeah and of course presley gets his uh, five swing throughs and Montero with four. So yeah. you swing and miss at 20 pitches, you take 20 strikes, you're going to get no hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or exactly. And I, I just had the feeling that the Astros seemed to put the ball in play a lot more. Um, they, they, had, they also had quite a few strikeouts, but not, I don't think as much as the Phillies. But it seemed like they, they just, they, they had more, uh, more going uh with that so um do you know what the astros said after they threw that combined no hitter Mm. 
I think I got my swagger back. <laughs> oh. Hey, Ross, I got to take a break because I'm getting a call that I need to take. Ah. Okay? Okay. All right. I'll tell you. Okay. Back. I'll call you. It's so baseball. So baseball. Wow. So baseball. All right. Okay. So the World Series is over. We were just saying um, the Astros pitched a hell of a series. They had timely hitting. They hit for power. They had some backbreakers. Jordan. What – What's your um? What's your final wrap up on the World Series? Well, you know, I think the 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 uh, we had a star was born in the playoffs for the Astros, Pena. Pena, and he he came from. I mean, you know, most people in the country probably didn't know much about him, um, unless everyone, you had him on your fantasy team. In which, yes, unless you had him on your fantasy team, and then you would be that or else you were a big fan of geronimo pena his father um yep and then you would have known about but you know he he replaced a really big important person uh correa that was their shortstop throughout all the 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 years of the playoffs and the troubles of the 2017 and the troubles (laughs) and he was he played a starring role in that with his commentary i know correa was the 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 heel of that whole situation yeah he Um, was always trying to protect altuve and stuff like that but but um that said you had pena just step up and just you know i had an amazing amazing series he won he was the MVP of the championship series and the world series, if I'm correct. He, won he was, two. yeah. Double, double dip. Yeah. That's double your pleasure. That's pretty rare. And, uh, and he was a rookie. Um, so, you know, that, I think that was, was pretty impressive. I mean, this, this Astros pitching, obviously it was lights out uh, once they got rolling. Um, but let's not, you know, just to, to, you know, and that's great. And, and hats off to the Phillies who, came from nowhere. I remember uh, when they fired Joe Girardi because it was after the Giants spanked him at the end of uh, May and uh, they, they finally they let him go and then, and then they went on that crazy tear. So um, pretty, you know, pretty cool for them to actually get all the way there and that, yeah. you know, Harper Yeah, heartbreaker for World Philly. Series, the, you know? Philly was knocked out of the World Series and lost the MLS Cup on the same day, mm. um, that was pretty pretty rough. Um, yeah, but too bad. Philly, Philly, Philly sports. Um, you know, takes defeat in their own special way. Exactly. Yeah, and they take um, they take winning in their own special way too. The, they do greasing uh, the uh, greasing uh, the light poles in Philly. Um, but yeah. uh, if I if I may be so bold um, and yeah. put a bow on this twenty twenty two season, wonderful season. Uh, lockout miraculously ended um, when we thought all was lost. We got an entire full 162-game season. We got wonderful playoffs in which several teams made runs, including our beloved Padres, who went to the NLCS. Um, But now begins the long, slow crawl to spring training and what we call hot stove. Now, I know Kevin has to run. He's got work to do. I have work to do. But anyway... We're going to put together a hot stove episode probably this uh, this weekend or early next week, but uh, just bullet points. I'm going to throw some bullet points on you. These are some of the things 
we're going to be talking about in our first hot stove episode of the season. Here we go. Jacob DeGrom opts out from the Mets. DeGrom's a free agent. Um, Correa, Carlos Correa, who we just spoke about, is opting out of his twins contract. So he's a free agent. Uh, Luis Severino is going to go back to the Yankees. The Yankees exercise their club option. Xander Bogarts of the Red Sox is a free agent. He opts out. Uh, Jerks and Profar and Robert Suarez, some stars of the postseason, they opt out of the Padres. And the Padres decline Mil- Will Myers' option. So those guys are all free agents. Tim Anderson is going to remain with the White Sox. That the, uh, They're sticking with him. Rizzo opts out. He has declined his option with the Yankees. So he's a free agent. Um, the Yankees plan to make him a qualifying offer, so he'll have a de- de- uh, decision to make there. Um, Colton Wong is staying with the Brewers. A.J. Pollock is uh, declining his option with the White Sox. Uh, the Mariners will not extend qualifying offer, offer to Mitch Haniger. Dusty Baker will return as manager of the Astros in 2023. Mets re-signed Edwin Diaz, so we will have Timmy Trumpet back in Queens <laughs> in 2023. And finally, um, the Dodgers are considering extending the qualifying offer to Clayton Kershaw. The thought is Kershaw probably wants to go pitch with the Rangers next year. Mm-hmm. And so they want the Dodgers want a draft pick if he does so. So um, that's our preview. Anything you want to comment on before yeah, we did, hang up? Did you mention? I, I'm sorry if I didn't hear Rodon. Is he was he in your list of? Has he, he was not on my list. Has um, he decided what, yet? Have you heard? I did hear, but I forgot what I heard. Uh, I, I'm sure he opted out because he's going to go for the chance to have more money. I think you're right. Let me just Google that. <laughs> Google me, Carlos Rodon. 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 <laughs> Ops out, free agent. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's another big one out there. Um, and uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing. Uh, yeah, the the Rizzo thing is interesting because the Aaron Judge thing is interesting, right? Yeah, I didn't uh, even mention Judge because everybody knows. Yeah, he's a the, free agent. The one thing I found out, which I didn't realize, and I I is that Aaron Judge's wife, because they just got married in December of last year, um, they went to high school together in the same. They're both from Linden, California, mm. and they went to school together at Fresno State. And um, they're high school sweethearts. High school sweethearts from the Greater Bay Area. That's adorable. It's so, you know, that 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 could play into them both wanting to come home and play. You know, in the yeah. No, I think Giants. I think San Francisco is the. Um, likely landing spot for Aaron yeah. Judge. If he does, if he doesn't stay with the Yankees. I mean the Yankees obviously have a big No, I say it's more likely than going yeah. to the Yankees. I think this postseason and this season, uh the last few seasons have left a bad taste in Judge's mouth. And uh, you know, he's been very political about it and very yeah. very polite. Um I think he wants out. I think um, you know, as someone who's moved from New York to California, it's it's nice out here. Um yeah. No, so I, it's a good life, and geez, you know the Giants are a great organization. Uh, Judge will have all kinds of fun out there, and I I see uh, Judge in the in the orange and cream creamsicles. 
that will be quite a sight if he's six, all six, whatever of him in one of those uniforms. Yeah. But oh, I, a couple I, more, a uh, couple more yeah. uh, hot stovers. I was going to say one last thing though, but his, fa- it, it, this will, this, this will tip the whole thing. His favorite player when he was growing up. Barry Bonds. No, Rich Aurelia. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Um, he wore 35 the whole time he played. Nice. A couple more hot stovers for our listeners. Nolan Arenado, a beloved third baseman for the Cardinals, will opt in and stay with St. Louis. Chris Sale is opting in with the Red Sox, probably because he knows no one else would want him. Uh, Breggy, your guy, Alex Bregman, has a broken finger. He's going to have to deal with that. Uh, Harper is, according to rotowire.com, Harper is weighing off-season elbow surgery so he's got a torn ucl and he's weighing whether or not he'll go undergo surgery i'd say he's gonna have the surgery because he just can't play outfield until he gets that surgery and uh everybody's favorite uh baseball character jose ramirez is having thumb surgery and he's expected to be back for the for spring training so uh that's your hot stove updates and enjoy this um november period we have winter meetings coming up in a few weeks and don't forget mlb.tv you can watch lee dome every single night so baseball yeah it's uh i i'm looking forward to doing a hot stove one with you because that, that's we'll gonna a be a proper lot of fun. hot stove yeah, yeah we'll yeah. actually have some sound effects like a kettle that's a good idea yeah like a, a whistling kettle. Yeah, whistling kettle will we'll be the lead in after. All right, my guy. All right. Well, good luck with your work. Yeah, thanks. Okay. All right. Talk Bye. to you later. Goodbye. Okay, That's so baseball.